You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just saying no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks? Welcome to this week's episode of 205 Jive. I'm your designated host, Adam. And with us, as always, are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie, Woozle Wuzzle. And this is Scott. It's Ghetto Blaster time, fool. Got a great episode uh, set up for you tonight. Uh, because uh, this is 205, we want to go easy on the liver. I see uh, we got some uh, nice uh, cold beverages to soothe ourselves with. I'm still working on the uh, Megadeth uh, Atul Limon, uh Belgian by Unibro. And uh, sadly, I have to drive home later. So I have some ice water. <coughs> yes. Thank you. Napkin? You good? <laughs> I'm good. No, I was calling Scott a bitch while, while coughing. <laughs> oh, oh, great to explain that one. How coughs work. Well, you were so sly with that. I didn't even catch that. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Still polishing off uh, some Russian lemonade. Grapefruity. All right. So for this week's episode, it's just going to revolve around... One single question. Why the fuck is Taco Bell getting rid of the Mexican pizza? What the <laughs> hell did we do wrong? Thank you. Are we being punished, Taco Bell? I'm, but if, I swear, if this is a marketing scheme just to get people to buy it and then they'll reveal, oh, all right, we'll actually keep it. God damn it, what a good plan. Yeah. It's working. I've had seven of them in the last, what's it been, two weeks? Yeah, about two weeks. I've averaged two a week. And you brought some over tonight, so I'd say I'm like I'm in like a seven and a third. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm probably going to get some tomorrow. Yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah, very possible. Well done, Taco Bell, if that's the plan. If not, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, suck it. <laughs> this week's episode, we are really going over one question. Is Chris Jericho the greatest? So should we just start out with, um, should we just go around the table and say whether we think he is or not? Or, or... we just go pros and cons. I've got a lot of pros. Okay. Okay, let's start with that. Yeah. Go for it. Number one, did we all realize this? He's been competing for 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. I, yeah that's number... Holy shit. That's number... And still going. And still... Still. Still going. Still heavyweight contention. Yes, and at the top of the card, still top yeah, guy, like right. still. So he's been a main event guy for twenty years. Uh, well, right. Yeah, yeah. You could argue since about two thousand when he made the jump. Ninety nine, yeah. two thousand when he made the jump over to WWF. But he was kind of starting to hit that level in WCW, and I think that increased his value when he made that jump to WWF. Like he was already starting to hit that that level, and then when he jumped, it just elevated him. 
So to your point in WCW, I had that he got himself over in WCW where he wasn't supposed to. I agree with that. Right? Yes, like the absolutely. Small, the smaller guys were never in the plan. No, he was supposed to be a cruiserweight, and that's where he was supposed to stay. Right, exactly. Got himself over. You're 100% correct. Yeah, that. and he was one of the... There were a couple guys in WCW who I would actually somewhat go out of my way to catch on TV. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like him, um, Ray, and Eddie. Gotcha. And Goldberg. But mo- <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that fucking idiot. <laughs> um, How do you really feel? <laughs> yeah. uh, the only time I liked Goldberg is when he was wrestling William Regal and uh, getting fucked over in a, in a uh, jackhammer. <laughs> did you ever see that? I don't think I did. Oh, dude, he fucking went to hit a jackhammer on William Regal, and William Regal, uh, he like bent his bent his knees and oh. just put his weight behind Goldberg, so Goldberg kind of lost control of him, so he couldn't hold him up in the jackhammer. You oh, know, he did that on purpose? Yeah, on purpose. Uh, clearly on purpose, yeah. Wow. Is this bat still back in WCW? Yeah, or? yeah. He did something okay. else to him, too. I forget what else it was, but there was something earlier in the match. But, yeah, he went out there and sort of... He knew how to work. He knew... How do I say it? He like he knew the mechanics of wrestling well enough to know how to not make Goldberg look better than he should have looked. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But this podcast is not about William Regal. Or Bill Goldberg, thankfully. Definitely not. No, we'll never do it. I was going to say, we might do one about Regal, but we'll never do it about Goldberg. <laughs> Highly um, doubtful. But yeah, Jericho was one of the few guys that I would actually sort of go out of my way to catch on WCW. Right. Right. And Adam said he's been headlining everywhere. Another talent of his is he's been able to reinvent himself at so many different stages of his career where he's not the same guy mm-hmm. over and over again. Just to go back to Bill Goldberg, I guess, as an example... Goldberg is always the same guy every time he's on TV. Right. Jericho, as we mentioned, been wrestling for 30 years, has been able to reinvent himself to be not necessarily a different character every time, but different enough. Different enough. And still be entertaining enough to be at the top of the card. Different enough, grown enough, matured enough. Uh, To your point, he could be a like all the personas, he's done it all. And done it all very well. A heel, a face, part of a stable, part of a tag team, being rebellious, being in a suit. All Those pretty much cover all the possible personalities, aside from maybe being like drug-crazed idiot like Umaga. But... <laughs> no, but... Okay. He, yeah. Okay, yeah, I crossed the line there. But Jericho can do do it all very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I would have said Lance Cade for a drug-crazed idiot. <laughs> um. God. Wow. Well, you know. <laughs> or um. us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. He did invent himself many times. He also went from, like, when he first showed up in WWE, he was like a... The Millennium Man. He was in like the fucking shiny pants and the shiny, shiny shirt, shirt with the yes. long hair. Yeah. And then a couple years later, he was like in camo pants and like a button-up black shirt. You yeah. know, like sort of same, like definitely still like a rock star type, but toned it down a little bit. Right. And it didn't even necessarily fit with like what actual rock stars were doing at the time, right? Because yeah. like, so, okay, he showed up in 99. So... 99, we would have been talking like fucking Fred Durst. Yes. Right? He yeah. didn't show up looking like Fred Durst. He showed up looking like fucking David Bowie. Right. Right? And it right. was awesome. 
Yeah. And then a few years later, he would have looked more like, like in 2004, when he was in the camo, he would have looked more like Sepultura or something like yes. that. Um, which was also not exactly current as far as music went, but he right. looked like a goddamn rock star. You know, it was great. And exactly like he came back at that one point wearing the suit, you yep. know, stuff like that, which you never saw that coming. Yeah. And he could run the love angle with Trish. He came back mm-hmm. and he was like mm-hmm. the decoder guy in what, 07, 08, when he had the feud with JBL. Right. He had the feud with Shawn Michaels. We were like a home wrecker type of guy. And then he was the heel against CM Punk. He made the list. Now he's El Champion and he's having yeah. Mimosa Mayhem matches. Whoa, and, that's... Uh, okay, but we're going to get to that. But still, he covers it all. <laughs> we're going to get to that, but he's always entertaining. No matter what he does, right? it doesn't seem that Chris Jericho ever wears out his welcome. He's yeah. always a step ahead. Yeah, yeah. And keeps himself It never gets old. It never, never, never gets old. And if he senses it starts to get old, he flips the script, becomes someone else. Like Roddy Piper, right? He'll Just adapt. when you think you have all yeah. the answers, I change the questions. Right, right. Like that seems to be Chris Jericho's MO. He's yeah. always reinventing himself. And he's always entertaining. He's always the top of the card. Right. So one of the things I have on, on, on in my notes is um, he always stays in character. Very much like, so. Remember when he got in a fight in the parking lot with a chick? <laughs> like, remember he punched a chick in the parking lot yes. because he was getting attacked? That was because he stayed in character because people were like, fuck this motherfucker. Yeah. Like people really, like people don't buy into wrestling anymore. Um, it reminds me of what Terry Funk, I, I heard Terry Funk once said, I can't make them believe in wrestling, but I can make them believe in me. Yeah. That's what Jericho did. He made them, people really believed that he was an actual fucking dick. Yeah. Um, I've heard that he will, would not sign autographs when he was a heel. Like, do you meet him at an airport? You say, no. Yeah. Um, for a long time, he wouldn't do merchandise when he was a heel, but he backed down from that. Um, I think he probably particularly backed down from that in AEW because, you know, he could use a bigger paycheck. Exactly. You know, um, Tony Khan doesn't have Vince money. <laughs> Right, but uh, I think he is making T-shirts as a heel in WWE too, though. To be fair, but um, yeah, like, and he's kind of one. He's like the last guy who still does that, right? Like, there's no one who does that who stays in character all the time. Remember, he stomped on the fucking Brazilian flag and got arrested. Oh shit, that's right. Right, like that yep. was some fucking hardcore heel shit that nobody would do now. Like, yeah, he's not afraid of heat, you know. Right, and it's because he's old school. You know, he yep. wrestled, and so. Um, one of the things about him that's great is he's wrestled everywhere. Like he started in Canada, obviously. Right. Um, he went to. Um, no, he's been in Mexico. Went, well, he went he's to Smoky, Smoky Mountain. Yeah, right. He went to Japan a lot of times. He spent a good amount of time in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, he spent a lot more time in Japan. So he's kind of been everywhere. He's not afraid of anything. So right. that's why he'll do shit like that. ECW, like, WCW, WWF. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's just he's he's kind of like. Um, even like, I mean, Undertaker's like is retired or is not. I don't, you know, we'll see. But Jericho's sort of the last of the old school guys in a way. Because Jericho is that guy who will go out and get real legit heat on purpose and be like, you know what? I'm going to put my life in risk at risk yeah. for wrestling. Yeah. Because I even read in his book when he got in that fight in the parking lot, like he fucking started throwing punches because he was like, I'm going to get fucking killed out here. You know, yeah. like. Like he was, and that has to be the last time in the history of wrestling where that kind of thing happened, where a dude had to fight his way through a crowd. Right. You know, like legit. So like for that alone, I'm like, Jericho's right up there, you know? He runs his own cruise? Yeah. He, he has a cruise, 
right? He invented wrestling cruises. Yep. Like actual cruises with actual wrestling, right? It's not the... Well, I think WCW did that way back in the day. But they didn't have any wrestling matches on it. Okay. Jericho's the first one to put a ring on a boat. Got it. Because I heard him talking about how he had to have like engineers come out there and figure out how to put it. Like they... Like it's not as simple. To make sure that it's... Like it could stand up and it's stable throughout the entire thing. Right. So like, I think, cause I mean, you can't stand on the top rope of a ring if it's going to rock with the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think they had to put some kind of ballast under it or something like that. Okay. Like they had to get like a structural engineer in there and figure it out. Like, like, I mean, the, it took technology and know-how for this. Okay. So yeah, he's the first one to do that. And it got over brother. Yeah. Right. He did two of them in a row. Yep. They both sold out. We looked into going to the second one and, um, Chris and I did. And dude, within like a week of the second one going on sale, like most of the good suites were already sold. Yeah, well, he's going to have one every year, barring COVID. Right, yeah. As soon as this shit's over, it's going to happen again. Exactly. And what was really cool about it too was um, he started it right after leaving WWE and then he teamed up with ROH. Yeah. So he was like, hey, you know, like I'm going to like... Jericho loves wrestling. You know what I mean? Like he wants to facilitate wrestling and make wrestling. He wants wrestling to be in a better place. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was really cool that he did that, that he brought ring of honor into that because Jericho can sell more tickets. Jericho on his own can sell more tickets than a ring of honor show can. Sure. Yeah. So he brought them aboard. Yep. Literally aboard. <laughs> yes, he did. He's mm-hmm. also the lead singer of Fozzie, a very successful rock slash metal band. Right. Which not just I a would... side gig. Like, right, which legit. I, yes. Yeah, I wouldn't actually. Um, I don't think it's fair to um, consider that when you're trying to figure out if he's the best wrestler of all time, you know, or best, you know, best star in wrestling of all time, because it's a totally unrelated thing. Or I mean, I guess, I guess you can because he's done some other shit too. So I'll give him a couple points for that. But then he can but also I think use it, their biggest song as his entrance theme. Right. And get his band over. Right. Because right, right. he's so good in the ring. Well, yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying it's it's so separate. Like, um, I mean, I guess it's, I'll count it minimally. Okay. You know, because um, it's just, it's not wrestling. Um, But like I'm saying, he's done other things out of the ring too. Uh, that, okay. So he was on, um, what the fuck was that? Not Dancing with the Stars. Was he on Dancing with the Stars? He was on Dancing with the Stars. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Right, he was also on that. Um, he had a game show. Oh, I remember that. Downfall. Yeah, he also hosted Robot Robot Combat League, which yeah. was fucking awesome. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. He yeah. was in the new Jay and Silent Bob movie too. He was in that. Um, he was also in a. <laughs> well, I'll get into this in the uh, when I when I get to the uh, the fuck ups of Jericho's career. I'll, I'll get into another movie he, he's done. Um, he was also on that um, celebrity lip, uh, not lip syncing, but karaoke show. Oh, the Mass Singer? No, not Mass Singer. It was like a karaoke show. Um, George Takei was on it. I, I know what you're talking about. The I don't one with LL Cool J and Chrissy Teigen? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. But he was on that. But yeah, he's had a lot of crossover stuff. Like he's one of the few guys who's done um, TV shows on the networks, you know, yeah. the big networks. Yep. I mean, it would. Be, fuck man it would be him and well shit i don't think anyone's done any anything to that level you know like brett was on like the simpsons yeah hogan had a what is it tropic not tropic thunder 
That's not right. Uh, hot Thunder tro- in Paradise. Hot, hot Tropics. No. <laughs> Bring your boo. Hey, uh, that's a joke that only Scott gets, but um, you guys. <laughs> or anybody in the Bay Area. Go on YouTube and look up Hot, hot Tropics commercials. <laughs> it's this uh, jacuzzi place down the street from my house. The place that serves great egg drop soup in every room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All you can eat, really. Yeah, it's 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 these commercials are fucking <laughs> st- stellar. <laughs> stellar. Hot tropics. Jericho had nothing to do with those, though. Take you. We don't think the hot tub. <laughs> um. Okay. So the big one. Oh, a couple big ones for me to wear. So I'm in the camp of Jericho is the greatest of all time, and by greatest of all time, I mean that he's done the most big stuff in the most places and done the most for the business. Okay. So, um, yeah, he didn't, he, he didn't draw the most money or anything like that. He hasn't had, I don't know if you picked your top 10 matches of all time. I don't know if Jericho would show up in any of them. Okay. Maybe. Um, but he's done so much for the business and still going, still doing it now. So a big one was he had that, uh, new Japan match with Kenny Omega. Right. Right, and then he had a couple matches over a couple months. Right, he had like a little, like a short New Japan run. Yeah, he won the Intercontinental Championship. So I looked it up. I was trying to see the the pay per view numbers for that match. So it turned out it was not on pay per view. I thought it was on pay per view because I watched it at your house. I thought it was too. No, it was actually on Access, but it was on like the, the next day or something like oh, that. Okay. So apparently they talked about putting it on pay per view, but they didn't because of the time uh, time zones. Okay. You know, um, I guess they kind of figured like people were going to look up spoilers instead of ordering it. Um, so it was on New Japan World. In the so Jericho was there for about six months. So if you go three months before he got there to three months after he left, you know, and make it a year, New Japan um, World doubled its subscriptions. Wow! Right. So obviously that was a big fucking part of it was mm-hmm. him. People wanted to see him wrestle Kenny Omega. Right. So boom, he like right away pretty much made New Japan into the number two uh, company in the world. Right, which at the time I would have said pro- probably Ring of Honor was number two. Yeah, or TNA. You know, there were yeah, it would have been a toss up between the two. Yeah, they were sort of neck and neck. Right, but New Japan definitely, and like that's crazy, man. That a fucking promotion that's run out of another country. Yeah, where almost none of the wrestlers speak English. Suddenly, right. it's the number two company in the world. Right, right. So that's a big one. Uh, the other big one is we would have an AEW without Jericho, but we but. AEW would probably either be on some deep ass cable channel. Yes. You know, like in the 90s. Right. Without Jericho, there is no big TV deal. Right. They got the TV deal on Jericho's back. Absolutely. So Jericho basically, you could talk about guys who were like the biggest of all time. WWE was built around Hogan. AEW was built around Jericho. Yeah. You know, and I would say realistically, a lot more money was invested into this than was invested into WWE at the time. And a lot more money was paid out for it because I know WWE back then would actually pay some channels to carry their shit. Right. That that's not what happened here. And I know that part of the deal was that TNT pays for the production of the show, which is, from what I understand, is fucking unheard of. Okay. So I mean, yeah, they literally built a company around the guy. You know, and it's AEW's got to be the second. I mean, it's got to be the biggest company. Uh, since WCW, right? Like, no one else has run weekly arena shows. Well, TNA got pretty big there for a minute. Yeah. But, but were... I don't think that they got as big as AEW is no. now. I don't think they ever hit that level. Even oh, when they had Hogan for a minute, like, 
I don't think they ever hit what AEW is now. They were they were based in a sound studio. They were able to get arenas from time to time. AEW has been able to do that yeah. consistently. Yeah. Right. A uh yeah, um uh TNA was I think all, pretty much always taping like 4 weeks of TV at a time at, I think in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly in a TV studio, you know. Right. They were they were like doing the T, uh, the NXT model from a year ago. Right. Um which is good, but right, AEW is like basically a touring show with what f- four or five pay per views a year, right? But they're doing TV from an actual arena in a different city every week, so that's a way bigger fucking deal. Yep. So, we haven't even talked about his championships. Okay, so um, he had twenty five championships in WWE. World champion six. This is all over the place. Yeah. World champion six times, mm-hmm. including being the first ever undisputed champion, where in one night, as he's told all of us, beat The Rock and Austin. In one night. And only a handful mm-hmm. of people have beaten either of them. Correct. Re- Correct. Realistically, if you go to like look at Stone Cold's entire run, maybe 10 guys beat him. Yeah. Same with The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, Jericho beat them both in the same night. Quite an accomplishment. Totally. Yeah. In- Intercontinental champion nine times. And many would argue the best Intercontinental Champion of all time. I think so. Yep. I would say that, yeah. Besides Honky Tonk? Besides Honky Tonk, yes. U.S. Champion two times. Mm-hmm. Tag Team Champion seven times. ECW, <coughs> excuse me, ECW Television Title one time. WCW Cruiserweight Champion four times. WCW Television Title one time. AEW Heavyweight Champion one time, and he was the inaugural champion. And NJPW Intercontinental Champion one time. All totaled, he has won 36 championships. Is that the most? Like, I know you and I talked one time. I think we figured out Edge has has had the most WWE championships. Yeah. But 36 might be the most. I mean, it's up there. It's It's got to be up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to start breaking Easy- down statistics. I'd but- say easily top three, not even top five. He's got to be like top three in that consideration. I mean, Flair alone on world championships is at 16. Right. So when you figure in tag team championships, numerous other singles titles he's won, he's probably up there too. But I mean, you're talking a very, very short list of people that would be in the neighborhood of 30 or 40 championships. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is also the Triple Crown winner in WWE, mm-hmm. World, and then a random singles title, be it IC or US, and a tag title. He's also a Grand Slam champion, which is world title, two singles titles, and a tag champion. He was the fastest to accomplish that feat. Wow, okay, I didn't know Ooh. that. Did it in 728 days. Wow. For, One, became a Grand Slam Grand champion. Grand Slam champion in 728 Damn. days. Correct. Headlined, well, sh- headlined to WrestleMania. Right, which there are only, we could count how many guys have done that, maybe 50 guys. Mm -hmm. Correct. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's no joke. Uh, You start to see the pros here, right? There's a lot weighing into, is he the GOAT? Or are you like me, where you're on the fence, where it's like, okay, I could see him on my Mount Rushmore. Right. I, I, it's a lot of accomplishments, but I, I'm not convinced that he's the GOAT. Okay. I'm just I'm, not convinced. Okay, I've got a couple more. Um, he he uh, had HBK's first proper match back from retirement. Yeah, 19. Right at 19. Yes. That was outstanding. Yeah, and that might have been the match of the night. Um, yeah, it was definitely the match of the night. He had the biggest WWE debut in history, which we kind of touched on earlier. Yes. But like that shit, they teased that for months. And it was outstanding. I think they started that like in August. 
Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, and then he had another killer debut with the hacker thing, with the numbers and all that. That went so over months, too. Yeah. yeah, with the Y2J. Well, he was Y2J before that. Yeah, um, that no, was where they were no, scrambling the numbers on the no, screen. No, yeah, and... like the code breaker. Uh, code breaker. Yes, yeah, there code you go. Breaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like that code was save.us.y2j. Save that yeah. was cool, too, because that was right around the time Carissa started watching wrestling with me, and she was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah, and we legit didn't know it. it was a bunch of shit on a screen. Yeah, Is that when he came back and didn't talk? No, that was the time. That, after. Was, the that was the next one. time, right? Yeah. So then he left for like a year or two after that, and then he came back and he did the no talking thing where yeah. he was like, "Yay, the crowd's cheering me!" and right, didn't say shit. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So he's the man of a thousand and four holds, which is silly, but that's one of the most memorable promos ever. It is. That's four right? more holds than Dean Malenko knew. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows. I mean, it's like an iconic promo. Like, yeah. And him holding the list in the ring. Holding the list. is like so iconic. And that was one of the very few WCW things I saw live. Okay. Like, I remember watching it. I was like, maybe Raw was like a dog show that night. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah it's the Westminster. Yeah. Because so I remember watching... singing. I was like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Like, this guy's a fool. <laughs> it's one of the most memorable promos of all time. Yes. Um, He also had that 2008 Feud with HBK. Oh, so Which, good. that was one of the best, literally one of the best feuds of all time. Yeah, brought in HBK's wife, and mm-hmm. it went, gosh, six months? Yeah, it was probably about half a year. I want to say yeah. it started, I want to say he wrestled Batista after 24 for like one month. Yeah. Moved on to HBK, so like May, and that went till, shit, at least September, because I think they didn't have a match at SummerSlam, if I remember right. Yeah, it was like September, October. September, October, yeah. Like one of the best feuds of all time. It was great. Perfectly uh, written and perfectly pulled off by both those guys. Yeah. Punched fucking Sean's wife in the mouth. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Um, He invented the money in the bank. Legit. Yes, he did. did. Like he actually, like that's for real. That was a storyline thing on the show, but he did actually come up with that concept. Yep. And that that's been... and as far as I'm aware of, that's now um, like he's the originator of that. And even though there are so many versions with other promotions, they have to base it off of money in the bank. Like with Lucha Underground, they have something called the Gift of the Gods title. Pretty much, you have you have a, a belt. You're all you always have to have it on the line when you want to cash it in for your title. You have to announce it a week ahead of time creative concept but i still think jericho got it first yeah yeah, yeah money in the bank's one of the coolest yes. things that's ever come up it's high yeah. it's, it's high stakes it's a pay-per-view that like it that it's a the, headliner of wrestlemania and it's its own pay-per-view that's the, the number five pay-per-view probably right yeah yeah and it's like every year He's people innovative. like look forward to it yeah 15 like, years it's still a thing 15 years and, it's still, and, and it's just as effective now that might end up being, honestly, that might end up being like his greatest contribution com- to wrestling. Com- yeah, a contribution to WWE anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I think his greatest contribution to wrestling is going to be AEW. Okay. I think his greatest contribution to WWE is probably going to be in Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, that was a huge one. Um, I also think like there's a very good possibility he's had more TV time in wrestling over the last 20, 20 years than anyone else. Even with like his long breaks, I was gonna say because he's had some stretches where he's been off. But who else has been on consistently? Right, to I mean, make up only, that amount of time. Right, I mean, okay, so go back twenty years. Who's there? Who was there then? Who's there now? Triple H, and that's it. That's it. That's about and it. And Undertaker, yeah. sorta, but he's been part time for the last eight years or so. Yeah, um, yeah. Triple well, H's maybe Rey Mysterio. Part- he came in in like 02. Okay, 
yeah, but yeah, even right. he was gone from WWF for a while. Long time. Um, yeah. Randy Orton's been there since 03, 04, but, John Cena. But he's gotten, yeah. got both of them beat by like four or five years or so. Right. Yeah. And yeah, but still. John Cena's yeah. been gone for a while. Randy Orton, mm-hmm. maybe he fills in the gaps where Jericho's been gone. Right. So I would say maybe the closest to Jericho would be Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, he's also done a lot to get a lot of guys over, like Kevin Owens. Oh, right? for sure. Like that yes. whole thing oh, was about yes. AJ Styles. They started the yes. whatever the tag His team was called. His first rivalry uh, when AJ arrived. Why mm-hmm. to AJ? Yeah, <laughs> not that AJ needed that, but it was like kind of right. Th- if you didn't know who AJ was, he's immediately legit because he's attached to Jericho. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, I think that's sort of... I think that's sort of Made all the highlights. Scarves, I have. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, and a list. I mean, he got a the list. list. Over. He's probably had more catchphrases than any fucking one. I yeah. mean, he stupid idiot became a catchphrase. Yeah, and you just made the list. And when I saw, I saw Fozzie like three years ago, mm-hmm. and he he fucking had the jacket. Like he came out, like the lights went off. Oh, that's awesome! And he came out on stage, and like it was just like uh, his wrestling entrance, where it was like all dark, and the jacket fucking started lighting up. Yeah. The fucking crowd went banana. <laughs> um, and they did a song, and after it was over, he kind of like did a promo where he was like, "Oh, you did, you saw this, and you blah 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 blah, and you just made the list." Like he used the catchphrase with Fozzie. The place yeah. went berserk. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of people there who didn't go berserk, who you could tell like didn't actually watch wrestling. So, like you mentioned earlier about Fozzie, like he got that band over with non wrestling fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's incredible. Fucking, yeah, great. I love Fozzie, dude. I've been a big Fozzie fan since their first album, and actually, I lo- their last one is my favorite. I love the last album. Yeah, the conversation about like the scarf and the list and all that it just goes hand in hand with him constantly reinventing himself mm-hmm. and always staying relevant one step ahead. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I have a couple missteps. Okay. For Jericho, um, so starting from the most recent one, he played fucking Sturgis. <sighs> <laughs> yep. That was a big fuck up. And yep. I can't believe that. Outside a- of Hogwild. Yeah. And the <laughs> craziest thing about it is the AEW let him fucking wrestle on Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, dude, really? Like, you're not going to make his ass stay home in not fucking uh, smart. Tampa or wherever? Not smart because cases came mm-hmm. out of there. Quarter million cases. A lot of Did cases came out. But he has been almost since day one, almost a denier. Okay. So that's the next one on my list. He said, let's move on from this because it's just like the flu. Okay. Right? So, big fuck up. Yes. Um, yeah. And you say, okay, maybe that's outside of wrestling, but when you go to Sturgis and then you take your shit in the ring, now that's, you're involving it in wrestling, which is now a misstep in wrestling. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, next one. He did a movie called Albino Farm. Oh, I'm unfamiliar with this. Yeah, it's like this terrible-ass horror movie, oh. um, which leads into my next one. I think Richard Christie was in it, too. Oh, I told you all um, you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Jericho and Richard Christie are in a movie. Like you, you can imagine the quality. Oh boy! Yeah, it was some. And I know he's a big horror movie fan, so I'm sure like he was like excited to do it and everything. But, I mean, unless Jericho's singing and Richard Christie's playing drums, I'm really not interested. Fuck, that'd be awesome. Dude. I wouldn't it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what do you? What, okay. Who else do you get? You get um. You get Phil Demel to play guitar. Yeah, and maybe right. Rex to play bass. Shit, man, that's a super group from mm-hmm. hell right there. Okay, uh, the last one I have on my list of fuck-ups, which ties into the Albino Farm. So I saw Albino Farm at a horror movie festival in Sacramento back in 
2010, okay. 2009, 2010, long fucking time ago. Um, so they, it was this, it was like two days. It was at a movie theater in Sacramento and they did a bunch of like side things. It was, it was fun. It was really fun. Um, Jericho was there. So part of it is oh. part of it was, I was just, I was just like, cool, let's go see a horror movie festival. Part of it was like, oh, let's go see Jericho at the horror movie festival. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he was there halfway to promote the movie. I mean, I guess only to promote the movie. But they brought him in to host a zombie, um, zombie beauty pageant. Did the thing just click? I, it buzzed. I, I heard a buzz. Hmm. We still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. I don't know what that was. Okay. Live that production, everyone. Yeah. Um, so they brought him in to host a zombie beauty pageant. Oh. Now, this beauty pageant was a fucking disaster, right? Like a lot of the, it was all chicks. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, that it was a disaster. A zombie beauty pageant being a disaster. Yeah, I would have never well. <laughs> predicted that. So they brought up like fifteen fucking zombies, and then they were like, "Oh, we'll narrow it down to 12. and then in the next round we'll narrow it down to ten. Oh and, my god! In the next down, next round we'll narrow it down to five. It just went on and fucking on and on. So Jericho's up there. He's one of the judges. Jericho's fucking hammered, dude. Like, he was up there drinking, um, I didn't know what he was drinking at the time, but reading his books, which, by the way, he's written three fucking really good books. Well, there you so, go. Okay. More, you know, add more to him. Um, <laughs> he he was, he's up there drinking Grey Goose. I saw him before the zombie pageant. I saw him outside because there was like a break and we went outside and Jericho walked by and I tried to say something to him, but he was like clearly fucking, dude was wasted, man. Nice. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, <laughs> he was like fucking Joe Rockstar out there. Yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> They go back as we go back in there, so we're going through this beauty pageant. Like, the whole place is getting bored, and Jericho's a performer, right? He knows when something's working, when something's and when not. it's not, yeah. The um the guy hosting it was, I think he was Pakistani. <laughs> Jericho starts talking shit to the guy during it, right? He starts like fucking with him, and he was like, "This is going on too fucking long. Like, well, you don't know what the fuck you're doing." And then the dude said something to Jericho, and Jericho goes. Shut up, Haji. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. That ended up all over the internet the, oh, over that weekend. So, like, that was another Jericho fuck up. Oh, boy. So, but okay. So, overall, what do you guys think? Well, I've got a couple of cons. Go ahead. He only headlined one WrestleMania. Granted, okay. he was in title matches at several. Okay. 26. Right. Against CM Punk at 28. A couple yeah. other title matches. But he only headlined one. Right. He lost a fucking Mimosa Mayhem match. I forgot to write that down. Yeah. But he, here's the thing. Here's what ups his level. He then trademarked the name Mimosa Mayhem. <laughs> so not only can he use it again in the future. He could open a series or a franchise of restaurants called Mimosa Mayhem. Or drive through mimosa places in uh, Louisiana. And call up Mimosa Mayhem. He could franchise that shit. Yeah. Genius. Okay. What should have been just a shitty throwaway like a hog pen match in WWF back in the day. Right. What should be a throwaway. He could franchise that. I think we should also point out that part of that was um, him putting over Orange Cassidy. Well, sure. Which I don't think Orange Cassidy is a guy who should be put over. But it's Jericho doing what's best for the business. Well, sure. He you know? sees value in pockets. Yeah. Yep. But what what you would see as a misstep, like, oh, what the fuck is this bullshit? It's like yeah. a hog pen match. But then he flips it around, puts over pockets, 
and now could franchise a series of restaurants. So could there be go. a good thing for him. That's a good perspective. And that's pretty much all I have to con on Jericho. Okay. But I'm so, still on the fence. I, I I could see putting him on my Mount Rushmore, but I don't know that I can call him the greatest of all time. I, okay. I just can't. There's a lot of arguments to be made. I just, I, I still put Hogan in that spot. Yeah, and I would even yeah. pe- put Stone Cold over Jericho as a goat. Now, Jericho would make my Mount Rushmore now. Okay. But I, I still see Hogan, Austin, I don't know, maybe The Rock. Uh, the arguments could be made there. But I, I see Hogan and Austin above Jericho. Okay. What do you think, Adam? The way I have it uh, in a similar way. Uh, he is not the GOAT, but he's definitely up there in uh, in that discussion. There are so many uh, pros with him, but I think there are also so many wrestlers out there that can edge him just enough in, uh, so, in so many... Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, it yeah, it's it's really hard to do so. You just got to really get your hands on that concept. <laughs> and t- and take your time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. You, you have to t- Don't get frustrated. <laughs> Juvenile. So, but uh it's almost uh similar to like a like an apples uh, and oranges uh type of argument. Everything he can do, he could do very well because he understands how to develop something. There are, like, The Rock, he, he's become, like, an Oscar-renowned actor. Jericho is a hardcore rocker. You think The Rock's going to win an Oscar? He, he's not done. Yeah. Still going. He, he could still do it. Black Adam still has to come out. Well, that's true. We'll Let's see. see. Uh, yeah, Triple H has made uh, the Performance Center and NXT into not just a developmental brand, but really the third brand. Jericho helped make AEW what it is. Uh, so, yeah, just so many uh, pros and cons. Maybe one uh, edges out. Uh, of uh, one of the things that he could do well, I still don't think he's quite the goat. Okay, I'm gonna say he is the greatest of all time. That's absolutely and fair. The reason for the man, why is this so echoey in my head? I'm getting an echo too. You're getting an echo. Did I hope. It, I hope you guys don't hear this echo. I don't even know what happened, dude. Like it suddenly happened. What buzzed? Uh, yeah, buzz, and, and now then it's like suddenly echoing. now I'm getting an echo. Yeah, it's all yeah, but up. you know what? I think Jericho would know how to fix this. I think that works in his favor as well. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say he is, and I'm gonna go solely off of numbers. Okay, New Japan doubled their subscribers, mm-hmm. right? And you're talking something that it's like it's a company that doesn't, like I said, um, most of the wrestlers don't speak English. It's a foreign company. So that's a big, and it was like, it went from like a quarter million subscribers to like uh, to uh, half a million or whatever. It was a big, big, it, they didn't go from 50 to 100. It was a big, big difference. Um, AEW is like, they're not only the second biggest company in the country right now, they're doing really well. They're beating NXT every week, right? They're getting 
just short of a million viewers a week. I think they could get way more viewers, but I think they're booking their show the way ECW did, where they're working toward a really niche audience. Um, and that's not Jericho's fault. Um, they could kind of change some things and be more mainstream, and they could probably get a million and a half viewers. But um, like we said before, they built that company on Jericho. And then you take into, to me, being a 20-year top guy is a big fucking deal. You know, so I'm going to go with, you know, taking all those things into account and then all the other little things like we said about him being the fucking kayfabe guy and the books and reinventing himself. I'm going to go with Jericho is the is probably the greatest of all time. Greater than Hogan. I think so, uh, because Hogan. So here's the thing with Hogan. Hogan um, blew up two companies that were already really well established, like really well established, right? Like, WWE would have been the biggest territory in the country at the time, even though it was the territory. But they were they were New York, so they had all the big cities. They had the media, because the media was based out of New York. So, like, they were... PWI was covering them. Stuff like that. Um, and then WCW was a very well-established brand by the time he went there. And I know they never beat WWE until he went there. But he didn't do it on his own. Hall and Nash were there with him, too. Macho showed up after, you know, it wasn't just Hogan. Um, AEW, I mean, I guess Moxley went there, but Moxley, they got the TV deal before they signed Moxley. Correct. You know, so, I mean, it was all Jericho, that TV deal. So, yeah, I mean, I think these, yeah, Hogan um, blew up two very well-established companies. Jericho blew up New Japan, which was, like, not very well-established, and a brand-new company was built around him. But you could argue that WWF, they weren't as well established as WCW was, right? When Hogan came in and WWF blew him up. Oh, no. Fuck no. I mean, of course they weren't. They they weren't national at the time. I mean, they didn't go national until Hogan showed up. Um, But they were still, they would have been the closest. They probably could have done it without him, you know? But there were still territories. Right, right. But By I the mean, time I Hogan think... was done, territories were done. Right, but I mean, I think... Um... WWF would they were positioned to become the biggest territory in the country whether they got Hogan or not, you know. I think they could have done it with someone else. You really think so? Yeah, totally. Maybe not to the level they did, but yeah, I think um I mean cuz a big part of it was just Vince's ambition, you know. A big part of it was no one had tried that before. Dude, right? That's I a mean, bold say they brought in so, gamble. So say they got Roddy Piper, right? And they made him a babyface instead of Hogan. Like they didn't they never got Hogan, but they got Piper. They made him a babyface and Orndorff was the heel. I think they could have still gone national. Oof. Yeah, and I I'm, I'm not saying I think they could have been as big, you know. Like they wouldn't have sold out the Silver Dome, brother. Right. But they still would have been a big deal. I think they still would have been the top uh company in the in the world. Okay. With or without Hogan. And AEW is still growing, so we'll see yeah. where it ends up. Yeah. And whatever it achieves, you'll absolutely be giving Jericho a majority of the credit for that. Because totally. without Jericho, there is no TV deal, which means AEW doesn't blow up. Totally, and I don't so, see, unless they change a lot of things creatively, I don't see a scenario in which AEW becomes like a threat to WWE. Oh, no, I don't see that like, either. Like, I mean, there's still, Raw gets about triple AEW's ratings. Yeah. That's going to stay the way it is. I mean, unless Rogers completely falls apart. Right. But AEW, just because I think they do a very niche product. Yeah. Um, like, I think you're... How do I explain this? 
Um, no one's going to be flipping through the channels and see an Orange Cassidy match and be like, oh, wow, suddenly I like wrestling. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They're not going to appeal that kind of a crowd. But um, I think they're, they're going to do well. Like, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it was all because of Jericho. I think they never would have been given the opportunity without him. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. Thank you. Not going to debate that one. All right. That's very legit. All right. Well, In I- his part... His particular case, like one of the concept of athletes that stay on the roster way too long just to collect paychecks, I'm not a fan of that. Only stay on if you still got it in you. Jericho is that guy right now. He shouldn't be retiring. He's still got uh, a, a lot of fuel. He's got fire in him. He could really make a a revolutionary uh, contribution to the industry right I think now. that fuel is all in his love handles, by the way. <laughs> that man it, can rock it's a fuel. Pod. Yeah. It's oh, fuel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, the, a little bit of the bubbly. He takes care of his product. Quality control. <laughs> he there knows what to do. Yeah, I forgot about the little bit There's of the bubbly. There's that too, yep. Yeah, he's the first wrestler with the champagne. Yeah. And it's pretty good. It's very good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, everything he does, he does very well. So let us know what you think. Is Chris Jericho your goat? Pros, cons. Are you gonna go to war arguing against it or not? Who cares? But <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> because, because it doesn't affect this specific recording, but you're entitled to do debate all these uh, topics about him. All right. So that takes care of uh, our episode. Hope uh, you've been entertained and educated about Y2J. Uh, Just want to remind you all to please uh, enjoy your buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody is watching. Stay six feet apart. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. So on behalf of Eddie, who says that he is the GOAT, and Scott, and I, who uh, say that he's not quite, but is definitely in consideration. We just uh, hope uh, all of you have a fantastic day, fantastic weekend. One, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three. Five, one, oh, two, seven, eight, tubs for a good time. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was our first date, so I took her to the tubs at night. Oh. Bring your honey to a hot tub. Bring your honey to a hot tub. Hot truck. Bring your honey to a hot tub. Bring your honey to a hot tub. Hot truck. It was Friday night and it wasn't feeling fresh. I was chilling with the homies and it was a sausage fest. So I called up Lily, this girl from Philly, who was rolling with six friends all named Jenny. What you wanna do? I told her, come through. I'ma take you to a place where we can rendezvous with futon beds and some private rooms. And it's optional for you to wear a bathing suit. Pulled up to the hot tub, sipping 40 ounces. Turned the room into a club except with no bouncers. She said, what's in your pants? I replied, a rocket. Can't tell you the rest, but that
Thank you, Hot Tropics. Bring your honey to a hot tub. To a hot tub. Bring your honey to a hot tub. Hot Tropics. Bring your honey to a hot tub. To a hot tub. Bring your honey to a hot tub. Hot Tropics. <laughs>